Lads, I'm back. Hello. Oh my gosh. You are, you have are. you missed me? The three have united. <laughs> exactly. We are the, the lethal three or whatever Stephen A is calling that Golden Smith trio nowadays. Golden mm-hmm. State trio. <laughs> what? what? I had a funny story one time. Okay, so you know how like we we all love history on this podcast. Yes. I'd say yes. so. And we were talking about who were the original big three. In what regard? In, 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 in the NBA. In the oh, NBA. Okay. No, like they were just saying, like, who's the big three? Like they, I think they meant basketball. Yeah. But I, they just well, said, who's the big three? Who's the original big three? We, and we then, don't have that in hockey, that, unfortunately. Yeah. Just the way, it's just the way the sport works. In, like what? Yeah, we always talk about Messier and Gretzky or yeah. Lemieux and Yager. I don't know how often. Yeah, there's been a Kane and Taves, and then you've had the pairing of Seabrook and. And uh, and Keith, yeah, I don't yeah. know how many big yeah. trios there. There was the the old. Well, no, remember there was the old big three defense core in Montreal in the seventies. Yeah, uh, right, right. And then they were parodying in the playoffs last year, which was very. Larry Robinson and Ben Chirot are not the same thing, but I think that was a, a sort of connection. But yeah, I, I, you could think of like a line, like the perfection yeah. line, and yeah. all that type of stuff. But I don't know. We haven't had much. True. Who would have been the first big three in the NBA? I don't. I obviously think of like a lot of the bull stuff, but I don't know enough about the Magic Bird yeah. days to say, or even like the Russell days to say. Yeah. So here's what the joke was, because people were saying that oh, it was Jordan, Pittman, Rodman, and then other people were saying no, it was Kareem, Magic, and Worthy. But they okay. This is for the joke. My corny joke comes in. Because yeah. they didn't say the NBA. They were just saying random big three people, right? So and yeah, I said, no, I know the original big three. Because yeah. this was technically the name of them in a textbook. Okay. So the original big three is Winston Churchill, oh Franklin God. D. Roosevelt, and Joseph Stalin. I thought you were going to say the guys who, what was the coalition? It was like George Brown, Johnny McDonald. And oh, man. What were they yeah. called again here in Canada? I forget, but like that, that like old cold coalition. You're, you're yeah, exposing yeah. our, our, our uh, lack of Canadian history knowledge. Uh, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, like, I, I was just pretending to Greek is, uh, I, I don't know. The government shouldn't listen to this when I eventually apply for Canadian citizenship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, that, that's a whole thing. But it's bad that I know Andy McDonald better than Johnny McDonald. Exactly, man. Exactly. Okay. Um, let's talk some hockey here. Uh, to open the show, uh, it's a sad day for the hockey world. Um, the passing of Guy Lafleur happened a few days ago. Um, uh, we don't need to sit here and talk about the scoring and all that. The and all that the, the being the leading scorer in Habs history. We don't have to talk about that. You've all seen that. Um, I want to talk about with Lafleur. Is this is a guy who is one of the three big pillars in the history of the Montreal Canadiens. Not just that, but uh, when it comes to the greats of Quebec hockey. You, of course, think of Beliveau. You think of Richard, Maurice in this case mainly. And then you think of, I think the joke was uh, the day uh, Beliveau retired, the next day they drafted Guy Lafleur. Um, it's, it's, again, it, you look at tonight uh, is Montreal's first home game since the passing. And for example, they obviously have his number 10 on the ice. Um, there are no advertisements on the boards tonight in Montreal. It's all Guy Lafleur's signature. His, uh, his like birth date, his, his passing date and all that. Um, it's going to be a very special night in Montreal, but um, obviously we didn't get to see Guy Lafleur play. I mean, his prime years were the seventies and we were all born in the nineties. Um, you know, Alex, oh no, Alex is a 2000 kid, aren't you? Never mind. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I was 99. <laughs> so barely, um, I just, I was wondering like, what do you guys sort of like, what can you say about Guy Lafleur of what you know about him? When I was growing up, because obviously I didn't get to see him but uh, play, but the one thing I always remembered from this one hockey book is just how tough of a guy he was. And I remember there was that grandfather rule, I believe, that he was the last guy to never to not wear a helmet. And I always thought that was crazy, that he was still so dominant even to his later years that as the game kind of transitioned more into the protective gear, like this guy just didn't care. That I don't think he was the last to wear his helmet, but he definitely held on with that hair. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, so yeah. that was something I always remember. Like, wow, this guy is crazy for doing that. Because for me, it just well, for all of us, it's just foreign. They're like, oh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna wear, you're not gonna play hockey without a helmet. So I'm always gonna remember that. And just as I got older, reading more on Gilafer, reading more on the legacy of the Habs, and he's forever in there. That he is one of their biggest legends, and um. He's one of their biggest legends, and he's just someone that it's just a fixture in when you think of the Montreal Canadiens. Alex. Yeah, and and uh, obviously, personally, my first thought was that stretch of period in the 70s where the Canadians were dominant. But I think the thing with Guy Lafleur, and I think, Daniel, you, you kind of mentioned it there too, is when you think of the Montreal Canadiens, there is a – there's a few names that automatically pop up in your head and a hundred percent. He's one of them. And I think that, and I know that's short, but I think that has more of an impact than so many other things that we could talk about. But the fact that he's one of the first, what I'd say three names that you, you think of when you talk about the Montreal Canadians um, speaks volumes to him as not only a player, but I think as a person. There are legends in this game, and then there, there are almost immortals. Um, that's what Gilafleur is. I always talk about that when you talk about the great Mount Rushmore of hockey. Uh, I'm someone who takes very seriously thinking about Maurice Richard because of what it means to French Canada. And obviously hockey, at its core, is French-Canadian. Um you know, that's where the game started. That's where the, the league started. Um, you know, the Montreal Canadiens themselves are older than the NHL. The pucks are made in Quebec. Um, and you've seen, like, for example, the statue. There are, I think it's four statues outside the Bell Center. One of them are Guy Lafleur. Um, you know, I obviously, as a Habs fan, um, it, I obviously, because I didn't see him play, I knew you still know the legend. It's part of being a Habs fan. I've always believed that there's an arrogance to being a Habs fan because of the teams in the seventies and that that's what built the standard of Montreal as to why a losing season is never acceptable. It's because of guys like Guy Lafleur. I remember when I was at a game where I think they had a rough start against the Panthers and the Habs like stormed back and they were scored like three goals in like two, three minutes. It was insane. And next to me was an older gentleman who clearly, clearly had seen the glory days in the Montreal Canadiens. And that guy did not even smile for that whole game, even when the Habs are coming back and I'm losing it, right? Until the clock goes down, 10, 9, all 3, 2, 1. And once they win, he cracks a smile, stands up and applauds the ground because that guy watched Ski Lafleur play. Um, I also think of how candid he was. They're never going to win with Max Pacioretty as the captain. 
Gallagher should be the guy. Uh, that's what I loved about Guy Lafleur, and even Pacioretty, you know, a, a few months ago with that uh, agent provocateur episode he did, uh, talked about the alumni in Montreal and how they have to really take advantage of having them. And, and uh, the theme of these legends passing, and of course, last year we had the pocket rocket leave, unfortunately. Um, it's sad at the same time. You see so many of like, if you've ever seen the Habs locker room, above are the portraits of all the great Habs. Um, it's just a shame that Guy Lefer is now gone. Within a few days of Mike Bossy, who you guys talked about last episode. Um, a shame, but hell, uh, I've loved what I've seen from different organizations. The Flames doing a respectable moment of applause I thought was really good. I don't often give credit to Sportsnet, but they did an incredible job. Last night, uh, really remembering Guy Lafleur, the Dick Irvine stuff was really, really good. Um, so shout outs. I think the Bruins even did something and he broke that fan base's heart for a long time. Um, so it should be a great night tonight hosting the Bruins. Hopefully the Habs can get a sort of spirited win out of it. Uh, Carey Price isn't playing. Uh, he won't be making a trip to New York. We're going to talk about that all a little later, but uh, rest in peace, the, the real flower of this league. And um, it's, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but when it was circulating on Twitter, when John Bellabo passed away, um, there's this picture when he's like having his service and Gila Fleur is there at his coffin and he's on his knees. Yeah. Um, it's just nice that he'll be with the Richards and he's right now also with Mr. Bellabo. That's just, uh, it's special. It's really, really special to see. Um, but anyway, guys, to the big stories across the league, uh, excuse me. If you missed me last episode, we're going to hear me talk a lot because I have a lot to set up for this next segment because it's very important. Tonight, the Vegas Golden Knights are fighting for their playoff lives. Um, They have one game in hand over the Dallas Stars, but they sit four points back. Three games left for Dallas, four for Vegas. Um, So, yes, they play the Sharks tonight in a few hours. Um, They have to win that game to stay in striking distance. What's important, this Tuesday... The Golden Knights play the Dallas Stars, which is easily the most meaningful game left in the NHL calendar. Okay. So I was going to read a Jesse Granger article, um, but my throat didn't allow that to happen. Uh, Okay. Basically, there's a really good article in the Athletic by Jesse Granger explaining what's been going on with Vegas's goaltending. Robin Leonard has been playing hurt. He's been publicly criticized by Pete DeBoer. Uh, there was even a very good quote about how Leonard is paid to play uh, that Pete DeBoer brought up. Um, and what really is strange by all of this, guys, at such a crucial time of the year is a couple of days ago, Emily Kaplan put up an article saying that Robin Leonard, or it's not an article, just a tweet, a report saying that Robin Leonard was going to be getting a uh, season ending surgery. Now, Pete DeBoer then said that Leonard had missed practice with a it being a maintenance day and he fully expected him to practice the next day, which would have been the 23rd is the 24th today. Now what makes this even more questionable last night on NHL, uh, had no 32 thoughts. We can, God damn it. Um, Elliot Freeman basically sort of put here, um, just give me a second. I have the full quote up. Um, there were two reports that Leonard is out for the rest of the year and having surgery. I've heard the same rumors. Vegas has disputed that today. And they said they were hopeful he'd be in the lineup tomorrow night. Nobody's talking, but this is what I can piece together what's happening to Leonard. So what's happening to Leonard is he's playing hurt, was upset at some of the criticism and also being pulled the other night. 
Um, I believe that he uh, informed the Golden Knights on Thursday that he was going to have surgery and shut it down. I think in the last 24, 48 hours, everybody involved was trying to see if there's a solution to get him into the lineup. Uh, Logan Thompson is apparently playing tonight. There was a backup goalie, an emergency backup goalie in the other net, but apparently Pete DeBoer said they expect Letter to back up, guys. As I quickly go take a drink and cough my lungs out, um, what the hell is going on in Vegas? Um, so is it fair to say that, you know, that Pete DeBoer is probably not going to be the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights after this season? Like, I, I mean this with the utmost respect. It's just not working. Um, they missed 100%. They 1,000% missed. Gerard Gallant should very much be the coach of this team. Like, he should still be the coach of this team. Everything is kind of unraveling to them right now that all of the guys that were supposed to be the mainstays there, that they, they still have the stars, but it's just, oh my goodness, everything is kind of piling up right now for Vegas that I don't know, not confident with this final stretch and things, you know, not nothing bad against Logan Thompson. He's doing very, very well in his first full year. And I don't know. I just, I just don't think they have it this year and maybe just kind of re-examine what's going to happen. And when you mentioned the Pete DeBoer fact, I kind of agree with that, that when I see those comments that he's having, um, that are open out there for the press that he's showing visible frustration with the things that are going on that it's clear that like, it's just kind of grasping onto something that it's not, it's not clearly working that changes have to come. And we, to be honest, we, we saw this, we saw this in the off season. We knew that this was going to happen. We saw that. I think Adam's bold take was Vegas was going to miss the playoffs. And I think we're just starting to see that now where we've mentioned that there's been the loss of depth that they were going to go. They, they swung for the fences with Jack Eichel and that was going to take time to fit in there. They dealt with a lot of injuries there and now it's going to be Logan Thompson and what Lauren Bressois who are going to be there going forward. I don't know if, if Bressois, I think he may be hurt because that's why Thompson's also playing. Hurt. By the way, oh, I think okay. Logan Thompson's like a 920 save percentage. So he's been good. I just don't get why Letter has term after it. Like, did, isn't this the first or second year of a new contract? So you've got a first off if you're continuing to have him on. You're already sort of damaging the relationship. First off, to Robin Leonard of all people. He's playing her, which first off is stupid. I'm assuming he probably doesn't want to get surgery because who else did the team have? This isn't the first time, not even the first time I believe in his time as a coach forget just Vegas time because wasn't he kind of stingy with goaltenders back in his New Jersey days? Uh, who? Um, DeBoer. Pete DeBoer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a thing during the playoffs last year where people were saying he was, he's got a history of being bold. With oh, bold. yeah. Flurry and, uh, Flurry and, um, and Robin Leonard. Yeah. Um, there was like, one time in 2012 he had, I think, Johan Hedberg. Played one game when Broder had like a shaky game, but that's what I'm thinking, maybe. Yeah, but there's history. Like, I mean, we said this. I remember when uh, Dave um, Tippett called out Miko Koskinen 
a couple few months ago, literally like just before he got fired, I think it was around. And I'm not a fan of kicking people when they're down, uh, especially when that's the product on the ice. Like no offense, no offense. I am of the belief if Vegas were to make the playoffs, they would do damage because they'd have a healthy lineup. I do, I think we're going to walk into next year. Changes are going to be made in Vegas. Probably not like, they're still going to have Stone, Pacioretty, Eichel, and the guys they had signed. I think there's going to be changes in Vegas, but it's just you can't keep doing this. You, you can't kick this man while he's down, let alone he's playing hurts, et cetera, and et cetera. You cannot kick him when he's down. That's not fair. Like, not even fair. It's not his fault. The, the team in front of him, sorry, does not look fantastic, and you're kicking him. You should not have been in this position to begin with. I know that obviously there have been injuries and, you know, but, but so this is the, 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 it was kind of like what we said about Toronto last year. No, I don't think we specifically said it, but it was a point being made. I should make that clear that Toronto, because of the way their salary structures work is one big injury to a certain player could topple the whole thing. Vegas are a top heavy team. So all of a sudden when all that money, when all stones gone, well, you know, yeah, and then Pacioretty's gone. Yeah, they got the big money. And as Daniels points to, I mean, their, your depth is, is non-existent. All those young players you drafted a couple of years ago, you traded them all to sort of strengthen your team now. And it's it's biting you right now. I don't, yeah, 100%. I just, I struggle with saying talking about the depth because, like, if, if I look at the best teams in the NHL, I think if you lose your three best players, you're going to struggle. Not like the salary cap is $81.5 million. It shouldn't be, but it's $81.5 million. Mm. I just don't think they were playing well. Like, yeah, you're right. The depth, their depth pieces that they brought in were not good enough. But I think any team missing three top six wingers, two top four defensemen, and a starting goalie is going to struggle, including the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I love that team. I love watching Tampa Bay play. It's just that's what's going to happen. I just don't think, like, you're kicking kicking the entire team is what it feels like. The line about, about Chris, like, Leonard being paid. Well, if the guy's hurt, I mean, it's first of all, it's a team responsibility to make sure the guy is healthy. There's some onus on the player to be in good condition, shape, and I'm pretty sure Leonard actually worked a lot. I think pretty sure he lost weight in the offseason to sort of help his game. If there's a guy who wants to, especially now if we're starting to get in your argument, if he wants to get healthy and the Golden Knights are like, ah, oh, we may need you, man. It's the playoffs. I don't think that's very fair, sort of the position to put Leonard in, and not to mention you put that much more pressure on him by getting rid of a certain goalie last year. Um, now, I know hindsight, hindsight. I know you, Alex, Alex called me out for this a couple of weeks ago. Hindsight, I know. But it just sort of makes Vegas look worse. And listen, it's really funny. Did you guys see some of the quotes coming out of San Jose today? I saw Yeah, that. Timo Meyer. Oh, yes, my goodness. Yes, yes. For anyone who hasn't, um, the Sharks are basically saying to themselves, we are very easily going to like tomorrow, tonight's game. We're going to try and spoil the season for the Golden which I love. 
that team, uh, that team, those teams have history. It's uh, never forget that game seven comeback by San Jose. By the way. Oh, here it is. Uh, Timo Meyer says that the Sharks are putting quote all their energy towards spoiling Vegas's playoff hopes. Prime Carlson incoming. Can't wait. This is their Stanley Cup, right? Yeah, they, uh, unfortunately, the season didn't go um, any better than last year, nope. and you gotta have something to play for. And I think. This very tonight is very much it. Also against former coach Pete DeBoer. Never yeah. forget. Never forget. Yeah, yeah. Which was weird to think. Um okay. Um, I say quickly, just because we talked about them earlier, we can quickly go to the Habs. Uh, I wasn't here to talk about Carrie Price's return, which was annoying. Um, but I couldn't really talk. I can't really talk right now. But did you like Daniel's anecdote about the Lack of scoring. Yeah. Um, it felt very relatable. Um, <laughs> it felt like, you know, when you go back to high school after the summer, it's like, this feels familiar. Yeah. That's what it was. Familiarity. Like. But here's the problem. The past couple of games, he's gotten goal support and he hasn't been great, um, which is not good. Yeah. He's not traveling to the team. Uh, they obviously emergency called Caden Primo up. Uh, Montembeau is getting started against the Bruins and then, uh, Price will not travel to New York. They're saying they're resting him uh, and they haven't ruled him out for Friday's game, which is the last game of the season. But hopefully he plays because I'm going to it and I want to see Kerry Price play. Damn it. Um, but I just want to I just want to say that I'm very happy that Price got to play. Um, love the reception he got. The fans chanting for him um, since then. You know what? Uh, Lars Eller said something to him. Alex Ovechkin was saying stuff to him. Thomas Mechanics texted them. Sidney Crosby apparently texted them. Um, who is Austin Watson said something to him yesterday in the Ottawa game, and that's a guy who's been through a lot, and he's gotten help too. Um, so that was really nice. It's 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 just generally as me as a as a Carey Price stand, my favorite player of all time. It just makes me really happy to see that everyone's there supporting him. Um, other stuff though involving the Canadians. Uh, they cannot defend to save their lives right now. Uh, it is not good. Um, they are, they've quietly lost like seven straight games. What someone's talking about because we're all waiting for the season to end, but. So we're going to go with Patrick Towns prediction of what he wanted for the rest of the season. When he said, oh, and 11, like, nah, they'll win some games. And then they just have not. Remember I had that schedule up of, like last time I was on and it yeah. was. Um, I thought they could win two or three of those games. They haven't won any of them. Oh, so they're they're back in last place. That's good. Which so is, when are we going to be able to uh, talk about the top four of Adam's preferences? Um, we can do draft. that right now if you want. Okay. Because they've guaranteed losing last night. They're they can finish no better than second last. So we can we can talk about that right now. Obviously, number one is Shane Wright. Let's talk about that. Um, we can do more in-depth stuff later on when, you know, <laughs> this is why the Leafs really need to make a deep run um, because like it's going to be quiet otherwise for the Habs. Are you counting on the Leafs to make a deep run? I have. I, I, I have. Alex, we believe. Where do you want to start about? Where, where, where do you want to start on that <laughs> the one? The show needs it. The show, <laughs> yeah. and we were lucky to have Montreal go deep last year and then the Leafs create their own drama. But this year it's yeah. just going to be. We, we, they need to make a run. Um, but obviously, it's Shane Wright number one. Yeah. I think if you're saying other anyone than Logan Cooley for number two, I think you're dumb. 
I have Namek three over. I can never get his right his name right. Slavovsky, um, just because I really like Namek. But any of those guys, I'm cool with. Savoy, it's difficult seeing him as a center in the NHL. Um, but it, it, it's Cooley would be cool. I'm not saying you draft him for positioning. I think he's pretty clear second overall. But having either Wright Suzuki or Wright Cooley down the middle for the foreseeable future is pretty sick. And even if it's in the Mac, great right-handed defenseman you love to see. Or Slavoski can be a big body to be a great part of that Suzuki coffee line. 20 goals for Cole, by the way. Would you say it would be cool? If they yeah. got cool, I don't mean to correct you, but it is uh, eight games they've lost in a row. It's eight. Yeah, that's very quiet. That's Whoa. very quiet. But I mean, every I, yeah. after tonight, they have two more games and man, the CI, I think I think Habs and their the fans need to take a break from each other right now. They need a they need lot. To do. They do. What? They're doing what they need to do for the end of the season. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cole scoring and them losing. It's just they're to do it again next year. I think it's the best of both worlds. You're getting the young guys to play well, score the goals, but then again, you're not putting yourself out of a. You're not putting yourself out of position to get one of the top guys. So also, works I out. Carry the, I want carry together to win too. That'd be nice. Because even if the Panthers rest guys on Friday, it's still not. Still not a great look. Um, did you guys see the Gallagher hand pass that counted, by the way? Yeah. I How could not believe that? that. Um, I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's going to get called back 100%. And then the rest completely boned it, saying you can't review it. And they could, it turns out. It was hilarious. It's always funny. I, uh, after, obviously, that happened, uh, the quote, uh, Gary Bettman's quote, I believe it was from last year. I want to say it was uh, just before game one of the cup finals. Cause I remember there was quite a bit of scrutiny going around yep. about refereeing then and him basically saying they have the best referees in the world. Oh. How do you not know what's a challengeable or not? Like how did no one say anything like either other refs or, or the, the, you know, the, the, the war room, how did no one point that out? That's legit. That's unacceptable right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Flyers won the game, and it's also the they also have a lost season uh, like the Habs, so I think <laughs> it matters. But Yeah, no, I, I don't feel bad. But, no, like, no. Uh, that should not be happening. Uh, also, the Sens game, um, it, it's really funny that t- both Tim Stutzla and Brendan Gallagher were getting booed out the building at the Canadian Tire Center. That is not where the Habs play normally, by the way. That's the uh, Sens arena. No, we're just... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel like there is a part of me that does feel a little bit bad. Oh, um, I hate when it happens in Montreal. I hate, it doesn't happen often, but I hate it. It doesn't happen. But like, I, I do feel bad because I swear every time Montreal um, or Toronto go into Ottawa, it's it's like 50% yeah. of like of the other team. And it's just like, that's brutal. Like. I, the Leafs half of like I mean half of the bottom lower bowl is like suits, so like they're just not making noise. But like to have your own player booed in your own uh, stadium that that's uh, that's brutal. Too many uh, flashbacks, Alex, of the uh, 2014 onwards Leafs. I think for for us when we think about players getting booed. 
Yeah, well, I no, no, your, that's your that's pretty fans. recent. Yeah, that was our own oh, fans. Yeah, that's that actually a lot yeah. more recent than than you'd imagine. That Jake Gardner was booed uh, oh, yes. by Lee fans, and this was that this was in like post Matt post drafting Austin Matthews. So it's the last because I was thinking about Phil Kessel because he got a lot even when he was playing a point per game season. He he got booed. Uh, I don't remember Kessel. I I don't and I don't remember Marner like. I don't Abrams think so. I, I remember Fanuf. He used to get booed. Oh, Fanuf. Yeah, no. Yeah, Fanuf, he got booed. For sure. Um, but yeah, no. Marner, I don't remember. I'm sure it was his jersey that was thrown on the ice, I imagine. Um, but the <laughs> that I can't confirm that. Kessel was the waffle, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, going back. Uh, yes. The Sens won the game, <laughs> luckily, uh, for them. Stutzla drew three penalties. <laughs> This is just awesome. It's just so funny. It's just a fun game. One this is, great game. I love the uh, <laughs> again, like this is something you don't see every day. Leaf uh Leaf and Habs fans coming together. Can I just say that it is yeah. sickening to see somebody put Don Cherry, Xenophobia, and Brendan Gallagher in the same tweet? Loser. I see, I saw Loser. The, I saw the comment about um you know, if it was Nick Suzuki, I'm like, oh, we're, you're ready for that conversation. I don't think if you're making the comment, you're not ready for that conversation. Yeah. Um, Weird tweet. And and sin, and then compare is you know, Sidney. I didn't see anyone talking about like this for Sidney Crosby. He they literally called him a baby. Cindy. His they called name him Cindy Crosby. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. He, he got his fair share. Pardon? People still call him a baby. Yeah. He got his, don't worry, he got his fair share of abuse. It's like, I don't know what revisionist history. normally, too. But he I'm got, just like, bullied. Yeah. Like, like, he got I, assaulted. If you're, if that's the, if you're talking like that, that's a major revisionist history. Just making it a thing of, ah, he's German, well, so people don't, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's hockey. This no. isn't, like. Like shut up! It's it's that's yeah that's like I was eight years old when Crosby. I think maybe when we started really hearing about that, and like I'm telling you, uh, Sidney Crosby got his fair like he got it. Yeah, I went. Crosby admits his behavior was yeah yeah. I sir I went when I saw the tweet. I went on Google and I searched up Sidney Crosby diver. I'm just go. I'm scrolling through. There's plenty of articles. There's like Bleacher Report had one top ten Sidney Crosby dives. It's just everyone. <laughs> please, people were saying please, he's a diver. Please, please. He's a noted diver, Stutzla. He is. This is a fact. No one is making any World War II. He's German. We no. No one is doing that. Shut up. Brendan Gallagher is not a xenophobe. What are you talking about? I can't do that to my throat nearly gave either. You okay? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, maybe because this is the most direct talking I've done in about a week. It's funny. So I wasn't feeling amazing on Thanksgiving, but I was feeling like our not Thanksgiving on Thanks- Easter, oh, Easter Sunday. Um, but then towards <laughs> the end of it, because I was uh, me and my brother do all the cooking, I just felt like awful. I'm still a bit ill now, but. I, I was about to say, I'm like, is British problem? Thanksgiving different from ours? No, no, no like, that would make sense for Canadian. I just, it was, we not. had a turkey and all that, and I okay. thought it was Thanksgiving. I meant to say this today earlier, 
by the way. I know we're going to get to hockey, but happy Easter in the Julian calendar to Alex's mm. Armenian side of the family. Exactly. What's the Julian calendar? So that used to be the original calendar that they used. So I don't know if we're going to there, but is it is the original calendar. Behind? No, it's just uh, kind of like it's it's like it's different weekend. if you like depending on certain dates, but it's, it's only used because the Gregorian calendars are standardized calendar. Okay. But the the Julian calendar is used for like religious reasons for oh, like okay. Orthodox Christians Neat. a lot of the times. Neat. Learn something new every day. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say that. I was about to say well, that. Well, Alex, so, knew, so. Alex knew that already. Uh, barely. Okay. The, Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Oh, is, that where, oh, is that where we're going? You didn't All think right. I'd miss this, did yes. you? Yes. <laughs> Listen, we're going? I, I, I tried to listen for, for losing, for blowing the 5-1 lead to the Panthers. I still don't agree with the reaction, but I, I tried to be sensible. I asked Alex. We had the good conversation. Just get replayed again. Listen. Listen, okay, this is all I'm going to say, and then I'll throw it over to Alex. We'll start with the Tampa Bay game. No, we're going to have a discussion about a few things here. Wait, or is there a problem about the Florida game, too, that I missed? Oh, no, I just want to take the piss out of it. Okay. I, 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 didn't, get it. I didn't watch it because I was Fair. watching the Sens and Habs Fair. just have a piss contest. But Okay. Uh, it, what was it, 8-1 was the final score for Tampa Bay? Yeah. Okay, listen. If your team loses 8-1 and you tweet out the deserve to win meter, I cannot take you seriously anymore. Listen, Mike Stevens does great stuff. He does. And the, 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 the stuff that have transcribing stuff from the different Kyle Beats are like reports and that he's done a great job. Fantastic stuff. He was the one who had the uh, But he threw up Arizona the stuff. Yeah, and yeah, you did the Arizona stuff. But throwing out the deserve to win meter being nearly 50-50 when the least lost 8-1. Stop it. Stop it. I, I don't want to hear it. You hang your heads in shame. The deserve to win meter. Get out of here. Get, don't take a high. But anyway. Um, what happened in that game anyway? What the? I I saw the first period it was zero zero, and then I looked at the end of the second it was like four nothing. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, well, all right. Where before I start? get into it, start? before I get into it, congratulations, Steven Stamkos, all time yes. points leader for the Tampa Bay Lightning in that game. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, wicked, wicked. Uh, one timer he had there too. Um, Stamkos, yeah. yeah, like that's a Steven Stamkos goal. Like, of course, that's how he scored it. Against his hometown boys. But anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just piled on. The first period was 0-0. Then we get to the second and it's like, is this the same game that I'm watching? Um, it was 5-0. I decide to go for gas. I'm like, it cannot get any worse. It's funny that when after the Habs game, I went on Xbox and I saw that Alex was already online. I'm like, ah. So it was that yeah. type of night Be, because it's I. So I'm I'm I finished the first period. I'm like, yeah, this game's not for me. Um, there, here's my my thinking. Right, my thinking has been it, it's the regular season. It doesn't matter. It's been like that since game one. Pretty much has not changed. There are four games left in the regular season. They pretty much they're they clinched the playoff spot. I'm not doing this. This is not, I'm not doing this tonight. This isn't it. Like, sorry. It was zero, zero. And I did that. 
I'm like, this is going to be ugly. But I did not think it was going to be 8-1 ugly, by the way. Like, oh, whatever. You know, you know what's funny? Because last episode, Alex, when we were talking about this wave the Leafs are on where mm. they had this streak and that whole thing of Sheldon keeps saying we have to prepare for the playoffs. And I talked about this optimism that we just have to work out the smaller kinks going in. But I did not expect an 8-1 loss. Did it again. Like, here's what really bothered me about the deserve to win meter in this loss. The season's done this week. Yeah, We're nearly there. This long, miserable season is nearly on net. Or the regular season on it. Okay, so... I think the way to handle okay, we're gonna I'm gonna separate this. I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna dumb this down. Yeah. There's two there's two groups of people who should be reacting to this game in in different manners. The fans and the and the team itself. I'll explain like they have they're gonna have different reactions. I think the team handled it the perfect way. They said this is a one-off, clean it up go to work. What are they going to say? Like, oh yeah, we really crapped the- because that's what they used to do. They used to make it, they took it personally. We That's not it. Winners don't do that. Winners don't take that personally. Sorry. Unless it's in the playoffs, I don't really know when they take a regular season game personally. Unless you're Michael Jordan. Unless you're Michael. Yeah. Yes. Unless you're <laughs> Michael Jordan. But like, I think as a team, Sheldon Keith, what Sheldon Keith said, like, what are you going to say? You've all, and I said it a few weeks ago, you already publicly called the team out more than once this season. You cannot do it again, especially with a week to go before the playoffs. You can't do that. Or that's my opinion. You can't do that. The fans, on the other hand, this is how you're going to take it or how you should have taken it. This is how I took it. That was embarrassing. Turn off Twitter. Don't go on Twitter. Go to bed. That's it. Unless you're Steve Dangle, you, you kind of you have a job. You got to do an LFR. I understand. And he didn't want to do it. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would not want to want to do it either. <laughs> you go to bed. You you leave it. You leave it. You let the people pile on you, and then you call it a night. I don't want to see no deserve a winometer. That's nothing. The regular season doesn't matter. It doesn't. Whether they win or lose does not matter unless they, they have to make the playoffs, which they already are. That is it. That's how you take it as a fan. You go, you let everyone else pile on top of you and you go to bed. Like, uh, that's how you do it. That's how I did it. <laughs> For you, Alec, what did you do? Because you went on Xbox. What did you play to just not think about it? When was it? That was. What day was it? What day was it? That was Thursday. May have been playing GTA Online. I think. I think okay. I was playing GTA Online with Mike. That might okay. have. That that. I definitely think that was what was happening. And then I went to bed. I think I watched like an hour of The Dark Knight Rises because I just really wanted to watch the movie. And then I went to bed. Did I watch an hour? Well, I was tired. I went. Okay, like, sorry. I, <laughs> Um, before we keep going, one yes. thing, obviously the Canadians are, are one of those weird teams that have little team rules. Normally everyone has to wear a helmet during warmup. Uh, no one is wearing them on warmup stay for heel flare, which is a, a right. really, really cool detail. Um, okay. That's cool. So I, obviously I wasn't here to talk about it, but I was at the caps game, the caps leaves game, my buddy Owen, mm-hmm. um, power, uh, not Owen power, Owen Doucette, great guy. Um, and we were talking about the no bucket thing. Because obviously, guys like Ovechkin and Wilson don't wear them. 
And uh, I think it was like Connor McMichael didn't wear one. I'm like, who are you? who is Connor McMichael and not wear a bucket during World the Junior Legend Connor McMichael? Exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, so looking also that 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 Tampa game, uh, how ready are you guys for continuous battles between Kyle Clifford, Corey Perry, Wayne Simmons, and Patrick Maroon? I am ready. I'm amped. I have been waiting and waiting. I swear, I promise you, I've been waiting. Have you been waiting on Corey Perry specifically because he had the series winner? Oh, I, no, no, I no, not at all. <laughs> Honestly, it's because of the history all. of Corey and I, I understand that it's no, gonna be weird. Corey and I, not, I claim him. It's what no, it has. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. Ever since that whatever call where they they um they gave him 10 minutes for chirping. I'm like, oh, yeah. I oh, want yeah. to see them I forgot beat the about crap that. out of yeah. each other. Um, one thing out of that I wanted to talk about was the Leah Kessel stuff. Hextall. Hextall, Hextall yeah. Why did I say Kessel? Um, Leah Hextall, who is Ron Hextall's daughter, apparently, oh, right. um, which I makes sense. That. Yeah, apparently that that is his daughter. So, which is important here, because I heard someone mention, obviously, Former Flyer and former GM Ron Hextall would have obviously had Wayne Simmons play for them, which means Leah Hextall and Wayne Simmons may know each other. So they had a bit of an interview. She was between the benches um, and sort of like, obviously, Pat Maroon was going on about Wayne Simmons is soft. Um, Shut up. Anyone tweeting it? But we know Wayne Simmons isn't soft. Shut up. Everyone knows who Wayne Simmons is. What are we talking about here? Um, but you know, Patrick Maroon's doing his thing, he's chirping, um, and all that's happening. And Leah Castle asked him, You know, are you soft? And I have never seen an overreaction to commentary in my entire life. Thank you. And let's yeah. be honest about it people are saying it. it, it is because people are not okay with it because she's a woman, a hundred percent. That's why it is. It's, it's listen, they clearly have a relationship. It was just, it was a question. I have, I don't know why people were so up in arms about this. Beside the fact she's a woman, it was hundred percent. That was why. In a world full of problems, don't tell me there's no problems in this world. You're a liar, and you know, and uh, whatever. This is what we're going to nitpick. You know what? You look. Um, you know, do you know what Gary Galley said during the Habs game last night? Tell he's me. like, uh, he's like, so you know, Guy Lafleur. You know, he took him a couple of years before he figured his his, his um. His career out kind of like huh. Tim Stutzler right now. Oh, and everyone God. was like, Did you just compare Tim Stutzler to the Gila Fleur? That didn't blow up as much as Leah Hextall jokingly asking Simmons if he's soft. I, I cannot I cannot find a more insecure group of fans than male hockey fans. Like a sh- be a sh- and I'm one of them, but I'm not a sexist. I'm not a, like the gatekeeping for this sport is so bad sometimes. Oh, it's uh, it's it's. Uh, I I also like to add like the context here that Leia did tweet out after that because of the number of years that she's worked in the hockey industry, her and Wayne Simmons know each other. She's interviewed him multiple times, and she knows that it was a joke. He knows that it was a joke. Laughing, he had a bit of a chuckle at the end, and it's like Pierre McGuire. Like, and people were like, Pierre McGuire didn't get this crap. Which like, yes, he Pierre did. McGuire, he did. He, he did, but he there were many, many stupid things. Like, remember <laughs> no. that 2 on 0 that Tampa had? They had a 2 on 0 on Carey Price and they scored in the playoffs last year. Kelly Rudy's like, that's Carey Price's fault. It didn't blow up like that. 
Maguire is like the dessert. Like, listen, he was bad, but no. <laughs> I remember he had to get a top ten weird like list on uh, YouTube, and I just was like, I remember I was watching, and I thought it was just a fan made video, just a random fact. But the first comment was from thirteen years ago, and it was Steve Dangle laughing at it. <laughs> the the thing with Maguire is. When McGuire said something, uh, I guess let's call it controversial, it would blow up, right? It would blow up. Like we'd all see it, we'd send it around, and then it would just be like, eh, who that's cares? Pierre being Pierre. It's that's Pierre. Think, exactly. Yeah. It's with Pierre Hextall, being it's Pierre. Pierre. But with Leah Hexhall, it's like, ah, like, those women. It's who, like, shut up. Yeah. Like, who cares? Why is this your concern? I don't even want, I have the time. I don't even watch it with the volume on. Leah Hextall probably knows more about hockey than you do. People complaining. Like this is somebody who, who again, would have grown up so close to the game because of the, the stature and the run. Like obviously as a player now and is an executive in Ron Hextall, she would have been like the hours those guys work at, at front offices and that, not to mention the scheduling as a player. Hockey would have always been around that family. You know what I mean? And especially the market Ron played in, she would have been exposed to the Flyers growing up. So no offense, she probably knows more than most people on TV as well. To be they're, honest. Yeah, they're um, they're cousins. Sorry. They're cousins. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, whoops, that's on me. Whoops. Okay. Well, never mind. I just I just want to double check. But still, she's around the it family. Doesn't cha- yeah. No. No. It doesn't change. Hockey just- families are like pretzels the way they're put together, right? <laughs> yeah. Like they're close. Um, like how all the pit licks are haps. Like there is like four of them. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, we're gonna get ripped by Flyers fans for not knowing the, the right relation there. But man, don't be don't be so insecure, fans, that somebody made a joke because they're a woman. Shut up. Shut up. It's just do you guys see Chris Johnson's tweet when he's like random thought, why are there no women coaches? Yeah. I get what he means. But that was kind of weird timing. Yeah. You know what um, I mean? It was just kind of weird. Wait, who was it? Um, It was Charlie McAvoy's older sister. Older sister. Okay, it's older sister, not yeah. a cousin. That um was part of the, the Rangers. Interning for the Rangers. Yeah. yeah. In the, okay. like, a, maybe like, I think it's like a, I can't remember if it's like a sports, like a health sort of. Uh, thing but yeah yeah that was at the game and that was a cool moment it's a fair question it's like it's a fair question it just felt very on the nose like another question like i saw people ask is like why are there no european coaches like that like there's another one one. it's it's another thing in gatekeeping i'm not saying like ah it's just it's it's another question you know what i mean is Yarko Kikalainen is the only european gm right him and alvin Alvin, okay yeah they're both swedish i think yeah. No, 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 no. Finish. And I think Alvin's feet, uh, Swedish. Okay. Yeah. 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 Kekeline is, is definitely it's finished. Finish. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, uh, and then maybe the Sedines one day, but yeah, no, Alvin's, Alvin's Swedish. But yeah, no, it's like, a, it's not even just gatekeeping gender, it's nationality a lot. Like, they're in like no skate, like no coaches well, from overseas. I wonder why there's like issues in hockey, but whatever. It's, yeah. No, it was, it, it was a fair question, but it was kind of like, CJ, that's a little. You have a podcast. Talk it about felt, it there. You know, I think it felt like um, he was adding on to the Hextall stuff. No, no. To me, it, it felt like he was. He tweeted that maybe I'm taking a pure guess here, but like 
not sarcastically, but like, look at the response we're getting to the commentator say calling someone soft. And it's like, ah, why do we have no women NHL coaches? That's the way I read it. But like, again, that's the way I read it. Everyone reads it differently these days. So yeah. Well, it's like, why are we, why do we have a ref shortage? Well, because fucking parents treat refs horribly younger leagues. You know what I mean? Like horribly. Apparently brutal. Like really bad. Um, Okay, uh, going to the Panthers game for the Leafs. Um, this one, I jokingly put it was 2 nothing. Yeah. Where's the deserve to win meter now? <laughs> I, Where is it, guys? What did you so, do this time? I, I, I was ready to go on. Or I didn't realize that was a joke. I'm like, are people complaining that it was? Are you telling me that there's never been a two-goal lead that was blown? I'm like, I was about to ready to go. What I understand, like Bobrovsky started slow and then he just picked up the rest of the game. That's what Baumgartner was tweeting. Yeah, no, it was a good game. I thought it was the Leafs played. uh, I mean, the bar was low from that Tampa game, but they played much, much better. They scored two Uh, goals. They scored two goals instead of one, and they let in three goals instead of two. Like, we're talking about... That was a Mark Spector playoff game. That's how I'll put it because it ended three, two, um, but yeah. I thought it was a much better game. And I thought it was a, a good game between the two top teams in the Atlantic division. Pretty solid. Um, I just, uh, man, that Morgan Riley breakaway uh, where he just dumps himself into the net. Uh, that wasn't pretty. No, but again, it's a loss to the arguably the best team in the league right now. And it doesn't really sh- like either they won or they lost. It wasn't going to shift anything for the end, this end of the week. So take it as it is. They kept their ground for as long as they could. Can I be completely honest? Okay. Uh, the last two games, I did not learn anything new about the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, like no. that eight one. What was I supposed to take from that eight one game last night's game? I just thought it was a much better game. Um, than before and like they've played florida like that in the past and sometimes they've won and sometimes they didn't like i like that's the way i'm gonna take it like i I don't know i mean we can sit here and debrief about how the 79th game of the regular season went for two teams who are in the playoffs i just i i'm not entirely sure that's going to get us anywhere when in a about a week and a couple days we're we're going to be talking about game one of the playoffs which are extremely more important than game 79 they're an exciting matchup but yeah. we kind of knew that from the 5-1 game didn't we yeah um we don't know how long bunting will be gone but sheldon keith did say with this leg injury he will miss time if he's out how does that affect the lineup I know you guys talked about the lineups last episode, but we've got a mo- we got a we got a thing in the wrench here. I get once again we did it, Daniel. We did it. We jinxed them. Um, I mean, I think you have a couple options. Is uh, it Nylander, like people are saying? Because I don't like that idea. <sighs> Abruzzese on the first line. That that's tonight. Uh, Abruzzese is playing there. Tavares obviously isn't uh, isn't playing tonight. I'm, if you're willing, if Keith is willing to move Nylander back to the second line, I think you put Mikheyev on the first line. I was thinking that as well. And I, I mean, 
I've been an advocate for McKevin the top since six since like his first season. So I, I'm just going with what I've been saying. Um, and I, then I think you have Kerfoot, Tavares and Nylander as your, your second line. And I think that's fine for the time being until Michael Bunting comes back. And I don't think that that is horrible for the team, but then again, worked in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, I don't remember who their winger, other winger was though. Uh, yeah, but whoever it is now, you swap it, out, and then Tavares is the center, and he's yeah, back, exactly. It doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, maybe it changes the third line, but I, I think it, you'll be fine. I guess we're not going to get any reps from Alex Adams' favorite player early in the season in the bottom six. Who? Brett Senny. Oh, Brett Senny. No, I do not think Brett Senny. Uh, do you remember? I Adam? forgot he existed again. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the conversation that I thought yeah. he wasn't a real person. I still don't. I still think it was a prank. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just think you you might as you have Abruzzese up here. I don't know if he's going to be in the playoff roster. I doubt it. Unless like- you have two or three injuries. Um I think Blackwell and Clifford are kind of had a had a semi in the depth chart there. Yeah, and 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 Spezza too. Um, I just think you're you're more likely to use Abruzzese right now, just because you, you can't really send him down. Hey guys, did, did you know the Leafs had the oldest goal ever the other day? Did you I, know that? Your daughter was me, ask me, are old. Ask me how much I care. You just, they're old. I, I, I rolled my eyes. Okay. I, I as well did. Can I? So I've been paying a lot of attention to the NBA playoffs, right? Um, yep. Because the way they scheduled this weekend was beautiful. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I was watching, I think it was, it was Celtics. I think it was game yes. two of, of Boston and, and, uh, and Brooklyn. Right. And I'm listening to the halftime show and it's the TNT guys. And I hear, I hear Charles Barkley say, so I hear him say something, and I know for a fact you give it two hours and it's trending on Twitter. I wake up the next day, and what do I see? Leafs Twitter going nuts because Chuck, because Chuck said, I guarantee the Leafs are going to win a series, and I couldn't stop laughing. Um, man, yeah, I hate ba- I hate basketball, him. though. That's a good I game. believe. No, I no, believe. I don't, Charles I, don't, Barkley, I don't care. I don't okay, excuse me. Like, Charles Barkley I hate him. I hate him. was an advocate against. Shaq saying that the Raptors were going to get swept and they didn't get swept. Well, Shaq changed lost, his mind later in that same segment. It just, it was thumbs up Charles Barkley from that. It's thumbs down now. Why would you say that? He believes. You, ever, you ever seen that clip of when Charles Barkley explains where he got his watch? No. <laughs> he got yeah. it for some. Oh, Alex, you have to find it. It's, okay, I'll watch it's, it. He, he, I don't want to spoil it, but okay. like, seriously, I want you, no, right now, Alex, oh. I want you to find it. Open it on the tab, and the moment we are done recording, you need to watch it. it oh, that was gonna be part of the show Charles, segment. Though. Okay, I okay. feel like we get copyright strike. Yeah, okay. hundred percent. But Charles Barkley's bracelet, and it's okay. the, the, the panel dates. It is so funny. Okay, I found hey, hey, it. Hey, Daniel, 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 mm-hmm. towels will <laughs> You can't be making fun of us. We have our towels on. Oh, oh it's us. People go watch it. Um, uh, we talked about. The Habs. So to finish off, things first off. Oh my oh, god! We were so, so close. close. And uh, is it working now? Yeah, yeah. Yes, we're back there you back. go. 
That's annoying. Uh, Daniel, tonight the Anaheim Ducks host the St. Louis Blues in Ryan Getzlaff's final game. How do you feel, my friend? I was looking at my hands right now. I'm like, oh my gosh. My childhood is truly over. They're wrinkling and you're like, ah, oh, the moisturizer. No, they keep did, wrinkling and there are bags under your eyes and your hair. Where did the time go? Um, obviously not the best situation. I mean, the ducks are going to be good in the future, but just the way things are going to end off, it would have been nice to have another playoff run for him. And it looked like it was going to be possible, but the momentum dried out. And I am hopeful for the team moving forward. Um, it's been commented already. I believe Troy Terry spoke with uh, Eric Stevens that possibly they're not going to have a captain next year in honor of Getzlaff, which perfectly would make sense because I don't think there is a super strong candidate. Maybe Cam Fowler. I don't know because I don't know his future there either, but it's weird for me that uh, I'm going to look back to that Ducks team now and two things are going to be gone. Is the That's the last piece of the 07 cup team um second it's it's the guy that i've been following since i was a little kid he was probably the guy that uh gave me the other than jiguer gave me the new hope when uh as a kid i didn't think that players would do this but when paul korea left for colorado i i really felt that i really felt like he was forever the mighty ducks captain and he will there would be no other mighty ducks captain paul korea amazing guy amazing player but for me the way gets kind of just got into that situation he learned from the best he learned from scott niedemeyer and he just transitioned from that young prospect into that established captain into that type of i think the prototypical power forward that you could see in the modern nhl that he was able to keep the aggressiveness going, but he was also a goal scorer. And it's just going to be weird for me to see that he's not there anymore. Uh, it, it's pretty surprising because I don't know what Corey Perry's future is going to be, but it's it's going to be weird that it's not going to be, it's only going to be one of them in the league now. And the way the trajectories were going, I really thought Perry was going to retire first, to be honest. And they got bought out. You're like, he oh god. Yeah. yeah, and I think maybe that's something that Getzloff saw. His contract is ending, and it's a new management team. So I think he's done enough for his career, and he he got the he got the cup, he got the gold medals, he got the All Star games, and he got the deep runs. So I think it was time to go. Um, it's gonna be a new era for the Ducks, but I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Um, always gonna be one of my favorite players. As Ron McLean would say, beautiful. Um, to finish off, a few things I wanted to mention. Uh, for the first time since the 90s, we have an NHL defenseman who has hit 90 points. It is Nashville, and it is Roman Yossi. Uh, you're still not better than Weber, though. My Norris um, pick, by the way. Sorry? He was my Norris pick. Of Why course. Spoil that? Why oh, course? sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, you also, I'm pretty sure, did you not take him when we did our, our draft? Yeah, I did. Yeah, when we forgot about, <laughs> we forgot about, we forgot about Nathan McKinnon. We all did. Daniel and I just assumed it. <laughs> what a story. That's a story. That, that's a story. That's a story. I was shocked. Um, okay. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but I had something that was, it was talking about Sidney Crosby. Let me see if I can find it because it's, re- it's from Cap Friendly. Um, here I have it. 
Uh, is it the points per game thing for, yep. for Crosby? Okay, yeah, please read it. Uh, so Sidney Crosby has averaged over a point per game every season during his 17-year career. He's averaging 1.25 this season, his second highest average in the last eight years. And he's, what, 35? 33, uh, 34? I'll double uh, check. The reason I He wanted is 34 to years old. He'll be that- 35 in August. At churning 35 and he's that great. The old men aren't done yet. Along with that, Alexander Ovechkin has hit the 50 goal mark for the ninth time in his career. That ties Mike Bossy, the late great Mike Bossy and Wayne Gretzky for the most 50 goal seasons uh, in NHL history. Uh, He also becomes the oldest 50 goal scorer at 36 years old. So the old men, the faces of the league continue to shine. On top of that, I just wanted to do one little thing before we went. I wanted to look at league scoring as a whole very quickly. Do you know how many points the 10th leading scorer in the league has right now? Just take a guess. The 10th leading scorer in the league. Um, is it Kirill Kaprasov? 100? Um, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Um I'm, but I'll tell you, it's not Kaprizov. Now okay, he's uh, uh, he's sixth. Okay. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with ninety three points. I'll go Tenth with in, go ahead ninety one. Tenth in league scoring is ninety six points. Wow! In fact, the only sixteenth place is under ninety, and that's Kyle Connor. Um, these are our hundred point players so far. Matthew Kachuk, which has been so quiet, contract year. Have fun with that, Calgary. Yeah. Um, oh, like how insane is that to look at? Marner's at 96. Um, Kaprizov, Matthews, Drysilo, Goudreau, Hubro, and McDavid are all over 100 points. Wow. wow. You brought up Kachuk. It's going to be so much fun to, to watch that unfold. As a Leafs fan who had to go through the exact same thing they're about to go through, probably. Remember, remember Matthew Kachuk's yeah. quote. You wait when you, you deal with one of us, you deal with all of us. That's hilarious. Um, Stamkos is at, at 93 points. He's wow. back. Wow, he's very much Kane. Uh, Patrick Kane's at 91, but he, he's a loser. Um, Kyle Connors at 88 points, 44 goals. Barkov's at 88 points in 65 games played. McKinnon in only 62 games is 87. Oh my god, McCarr in 74 is at 85. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to find who is. Oh my God. I'm trying to find who is the highest like guy, like scoring guy in the league right now who isn't point per game. And I'm trying to find it. Oh my God. The scoring is insane this year. 70. Okay. The highest I can see a guy who isn't point per game um, and is like top of scoring is Victor Hedman, who has 77 points in 78 games played. But the right yeah, below a defenseman. Him, Yes, and wow. to bring cats right under him, but that's 76 points. He's 34th in league scoring. That's how deep scoring is this year. That's the 90s insane. are back, guys. Louise. And we have four 50 goal scorers Ovechkin, Kreider, Drysidel, McDavid. And then 40 goal guys to bring cat, Chuck, Lindholm, Gensel, Duchesne. McDavid's at 43. That's quiet. Capri's off that, but the people thought that was a bad contract. You losers. No, get Barco's ready. 39 in 65 games. Get ready for this summer. 
where the NHL will not crack down on any rules <laughs> and we will try to find a way to reduce scoring. Cause that's not fun. Anyway, guys, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully I didn't sound too much like crap, but uh, well, Alex is going to cut off. I'll like, cut out. We're all just happy to have you back, Adam. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I cannot see here the TV downstairs of the applause. The bell center is giving Guy Lafleur. Um, right now, which is insane. Apparently, uh, they didn't come out to any music for the game today, um, which is interesting. Um, you just hear gee gee being chanted. So I'm going to go watch that. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. I thought we'd go longer. I thought we had a lot, but I guess we got through. Um, and again, my five minutes set up for the Vegas thing got cut short by my throat. So thank you for listening. Check out all the links below, especially the TikTok where they hate Sidney Crosby, apparently. Uh, and we will see you. Wednesday. Wednesday. Goodbye.